Hello, and welcome to another episode of Eyes on the Prize with me, James Wedgworth, pastor of Pisgah Baptist Church in Kayser, North Carolina. In today's show, I'll discuss how listening to God's call can mean the difference between joy and sorrow in a Christian's daily walk. I'll share with you some experiences of some times when God has called me to do certain things and how it's affected my life and my family's life. So join me now as we pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the things that you've done for us, and I ask you now to bless this episode. Let it go forth and spread seeds of righteousness in your kingdom. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Hey guys, it's good to be on here again. Go ahead and turn in your Bible to Luke 11.28, the Gospel of Luke 11.28. I pray you've had a good week. It's still pretty chilly here in North Carolina. It was 17 this morning. And I'd like to say a big old howdy to all my friends and family back home in Texas. And thank you all to who are listening today. Boy, I appreciate you. In Luke 11.28, it says, But he said, speaking of Jesus, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. When I first was saved back in, oh, 2004, I remember being in Sunday school at our home church there at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Jasper, Texas, and hearing brothers and sisters, friends and in the class telling stories of how God had told them that one time to do something or uh, it was leading them to uh, make a decision or whatever the case may be and time and time again I heard them say they were too afraid not to I remember wondering why would anyone be afraid of God uh, at all why would anybody have a fear of God he he had saved me at that time I was saved and I would do anything he asked willingly this is what I thought I this is how I felt and of course at this time I was a newly saved young man, a babe in Christ as it is, and I was still being nursed on the milk of the gospel and not quite understanding of all these other things just yet that folks spoke of. And as the days turned into weeks, and of course the weeks into months, uh, I did grow and my willingness to serve him would be tested time and time again. One of the most rewarding (laughs) and yet terrifying steps of faith came when I surrendered to the ministry in 2012. God had been dealing with me for probably a year. I tried to remember that over these last few years, tried to think back, and I believe it was about a year when I first felt God calling me to do more for him and to actually step up and surrender to the ministry, as we call it, and even inquired of my pastor, Brother Curtis Harrington. I remember asking him on a few different occasions when I would go to visit or uh, see him out in the, uh, you know, in the church or whatever. When wasn't much going on, I'd always uh, ask him, you know, brother Curtis, how do I know if God's calling me to preach? And his answers were always plain and simple and to the point. Anybody that knows brother Curtis knows he just gets to the point. He says you'll know. And uh, another answer he says, you know, he'd say you won't be able to rest. And and these two answers were not what I was looking for. I was looking for some great uh master of divinity answer at the time and anyways this is all i got was these simple answers but anyways those answers proved to be true 
However, and the answer that stuck with me most was this one. He would say, well, God will just open up doors for you to do the work. If you're being called, he'll open up doors. And this is exactly what happened one night soon after I, he had told me that, maybe a, a handful of weeks or a month or two down the road in 2012, an old Marine Corps buddy of mine asked me to uh, come to his state uh, where he lived at, a different state, and teach at a Bible camp. And I want you to know I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed and filled with joy all at the same time. The only thing I could think of was those words that Brother Curtis had said to me earlier in that year. It said, if he's calling you to preach, he'll open up doors. And man, I was like somebody just slapped me in the face. I thought for sure that's what it was. That's what he was doing, calling me to preach, opening up doors. So the Lord opened up these doors in my life and I began to preach the gospel. Uh, Brother Curtis would let me preach a few times in the church. And of course, uh, other ministers, we knew other preachers of other churches would call me and say, hey, come fill in, come get some practice time and and so on and so forth over the next few months. And it turned out where uh, I did get a little bit of uh, of calling, uh, excuse me, a little bit of practice to, to help me along the way. A somewhat comical side note of this whole thing is this. I never even made it to the Bible camp. I never even made it to the other state that I was invited to go to. The Lord had other plans for me, though. And soon uh, he provided me with an opportunity to pastor a small church uh, near my actual home of where we lived. And this church had been a in a small slump. They had had a few issues and their pastor was leaving, going in another state himself. And some folks there had tried to talk me, uh, some folks in my life had tried to talk me out of taking it, uh, taking the church. They said, you don't want to take the church. You don't want to, you don't want to go there. Number one, you'll be leaving your friends and fellowship at Ebenezer, which was true. We loved Ebenezer. And another thing you'll be taking, uh, you'll come into this situation that's got some trouble in it. And anyways, I just couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my mind. The Lord just, I felt like I needed to go to this church and I just, no matter what, uh, no matter what their past was, I felt I needed to be the pastor there and I couldn't help but remember this scripture in Luke 11 and 28 talking about, yea, rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. I just wanted to keep my promise to my Savior. In the four years that I was there at that church, the Lord grew me. The church grew a little bit, of course, uh, but it was a very painful sometimes. It, it did have some struggles. Uh, it wasn't always the, the people's fault. I'm not blaming. I'm saying that it was just the growth pains is what it was. Uh, I had to grow and I had to learn on the go. I hadn't had any seminary training. The only training and schooling that I had had was a school of hard knocks. I had been around Brother Curtis and I would call him weekly with questions, uh, how to handle this, how to handle that. And of course, he would always reassure me that I would do the right thing if I let the Lord guide me. And he's right. No, to this day, I'm good friends with most of the people at the church and we enjoy fellowship quite often. But in that four years of time, I did grow. The church grew, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And in 2016, the Lord opened up another door for me as I got the call to return back to our home church of Ebenezer under Brother Curtis, my pastor, of course, and my mentor at this time uh, as an associate pastor and slash youth minister. And a lot of people would say, "Man, you're going to give up your church. You're, you're going. To, that's kind of a degrade. Uh, that's a demotion." And, and on the contrary, it was not a demotion. Uh, 
I, I'll be honest with you, it was a it was about a the biggest blessing that God had done for me. I felt like at that time, uh, it was such a wonderful thing to be able to go back and be under Brother Curtis and and be right there week in and week out and learn more from him and and also be able to be back with all our friends and family there at Ebenezer and and I tell you the truth, the youth grew. We grew, I learned a lot, and it was been, it was a good time. It was an honor to go back there. Uh, but I want you to know how listening to God's call was the right thing to do because I wasn't there a week. I mean, right exactly one week when I got a phone call from somebody telling me that Brother Curtis was going to have emergency open heart surgery on a Friday. I said, oh my God, are you serious? I said, praise, uh, praise God. I mean, I'm glad I'm here, but what are we supposed to, you know, what are we going to do? Anyways, come to find out God put me in this situation because they needed someone to, to lead them for these next months, next few weeks until he could get better. Uh, everything worked out just fine because God had a plan. And if had I not listened to his call, had I just decided to stay at the church where I was the honcho, where I was the man in charge, then I would have missed out on these next few years that was coming into my life of, of what a wonderful thing. Uh, Brother Curtis got better. Uh, he healed up. In fact, he, he could, you couldn't keep him out of that pulpit. It wasn't long. He was right back up there sitting in a chair preaching. But I, but for a couple of services, a handful of weeks there, I was in charge uh, and making decisions in a congregation that was just, uh, I felt like I was overwhelmed at the time. I felt like I was unqualified to do so. But them being friends and family, it all worked out pretty good. I'm glad I listened to the Lord. I'm glad I didn't hesitate in my actions or else Ebenezer would have had to find someone else and, that, and, the, and the church would have rolled on. Things would have went good. But for uh, for instance, I would have lost out on one of the biggest steps in my ministry at that time. I would have missed out on a blessing that God had prepared for me. Uh, Pastor Curtis Harrington is one of the most well-known and most well-loved ministers in all of Southeast Texas. I tell you, look him up. He don't have a web page. He don't have anything. He does have a Facebook account, but... You're not going to find that he's some great millionaire, but people know him for several counties. They know him for a hundred miles radius in that whole area because he's preached a lot of revivals while he's pastored Ebenezer Baptist Church in 2018, made 40 years at Ebenezer Baptist Church. And he's a wonderful man. Uh, he's a man of God. I love him. And I'm glad that he is my pastor and my mentor. And the fact that I was intimidated to pass to, to handle the church while he was away is an understatement uh, i thought i would just show up and and preach every once in a while and maybe be fed myself and eventually that is what happened but i had no idea the lord had a plan for me to be in the hot seat for a better part of a month or two eventually uh things plan you know moved uh to where we were back just kind of rolling along, uh, preaching about once a month and, and heading up the youth. And I tell you what, it was, a, it was a good two years. These next two years that I was there would be a very enjoyable time in my ministry. A lot of growth and increase in knowledge on different subjects surrounding the Christian ministry. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into 
to ministry uh, more than just, in fact, Brother Curtis was quick to tell me when I surrendered, he said the easiest thing to do is get up and talk to people. That's the easiest thing to do, to get up in front of people. The hard part is keeping the peace. The hard part is not being judgmental toward two different sides and being a peacekeeper. Uh, the, the hard parts are trying to get multiple sermons ready week in and week out three times a week and not overstepping each other. Uh, the hard parts are uh, staying prayed up and keeping yourself uh, because people's got the spotlight on you, keeping yourself prayed up and in good standings with the Lord. Those are the hard things. And I learned these things and uh, learned them at Victory, but also learned them while being back at Ebenezer. And God's brought me far. Uh, he's He's done a lot in my life. And I tell you, for two years, uh, I really was able to, to really get some solid foundation in my ministry. Well, this concludes the first part of our show. Thank you again for joining us today, and be sure to tune in next time for the conclusion of this segment, Listening to God's Call, Part 2, with me, Pastor James Wedgworth. May the Lord richly bless you this week, and we'll see you soon.